myself strong Although when I get lonely I do Memory gets burning Lean back on the burden So as hell can't keep bleeding on you Looks like I'm learning the hard way again It's all my fault Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host, for another great episode of Political Theater. It is I, Charles Nash. I have Morgan Wallen here with Wasted on You. If you're a country fan, very good song. Well, we're going to go ahead and get it chimed down. And folks, I have so much news chopped in for this show here. It isn't funny. I've been sitting on a pile of news here just for this episode today. So with no further ado, I'm going to get right into the news mix. So the very first thing that I'm going to get into today, folks, is (laughs) I, I couldn't believe this when I seen this here the other day. It was on Fox News. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was a little bit disturbed by this, but as I started reading the article, I don't buy it. So the article title here, it says, number of Americans who believe in God drops to historic low, new pool finds. I'm going to read this here. It says, the percentage of Americans who say they believe in God has dipped to its lowest number in the past nearly 80 years, according to a new Gallup poll published on Friday. Now, the values, it says, and beliefs poll who conducted this, you heard right, it says the values and belief poll. It says conducted from May the 2nd to the 22nd showed 81% of people answered that they believe in God. I find that to be astoundingly high. But that's a good thing. It says that that is down, they said, from 6% points, uh, from 87% of respondents who said they believe in God when this poll was taken back in 2017. It says this year is the lowest percentage in the Gallup trend since the public opinion polling company first asked this question back in 1944. It's a long time ago. It says this year's poll found that 17% of Americans said they do not believe in God. That's just sad. Now, getting on with this article, it said when asking the question first in 1944 and again in 1947, And twice each time, it says in 1950 and 1960s, a consistent of 98% of respondents said they believe in God. When the Gallup asked this question nearly five decades later, in 2011, 92% of Americans said they still believe in God. It says a subsequent survey taken back in 2013 found belief in God dropped below 90% to 87%. Roughly where it stood between 2014 and 2017. It says the poll found that the belief in God 
has plummeted the most in recent years among young adults and people on the left of the political spectrum, namely liberals and Democrats. I wonder why. Why did I want to read this article to everybody? I have said it many times. The violence in schools, the violence in America on the streets, the ugliness that you see among one another. Well, folks, it's, it's many things. It's lack of religion, lack of God in schools, lack of God in the home, lack of parenting, lack of families, children who have rather fatherless or motherless families. And we're going to get into that too. There was an article that just came out about the issue with fatherlessness in America. Oh, we're going to get into that. I know most people are going, what? what? Does, that, does that really cause a problem with kids? You, you, well, according to psychiatrists, it does. That's a big deal when it comes to mental health. We're going to get into that. But I wanted to share this because you have gun legislation reform going on right now. You have security issues all over the southern border. Crime spiking all over the United States. You have politicians everywhere going, well, we, we don't really have an idea. Let's, let's make another bill. <clears throat> let's make a bill for gun reform that's going to do nothing like it has done for 50 years. We're, we're all out of ideas. We're not going to tackle mental health. We're not going to tackle the lack of God and education. We're not going to tackle safety concerns in this country. Oh, no. I have been an advocate for many years now that we need to start getting God and the word of God back in the schools. Speaking of some interesting things, did anyone see or has paid attention to the new 2022 quarter? I'm giving a pause here because if you have not seen the new 2022 quarter, you might be shockingly surprised by it. And maybe you've just went, it's went unnoticed to you. If you look at every quarter minted here in the United States by our U.S. Treasury, George Washington, who is on the quarter, is always facing to the words, in God we trust. Shockingly this year, for the 2022 year, George Washington is facing away from In God We Trust. Now, I had some interesting uh, individuals send me some pictures of this, and I, I looked at it myself. My wife works at a bank at, at, at Pillar Credit Union here in Marion. Good bank, by the way. 
But with that being said, the quarter has changed. The president, George Washington, is facing away from the words, in God we trust. Now, some people are going to say, does it, does it really matter, Mr. Nash? Well, I think it does. I think it's another symbolic check that liberalism, communism, is doing to this country. It's the little things, folks, that you don't pay attention to that mean very big significance. I bring up the quarter because they have it to where it's basically, it looks like George Washington has turned his head away from the Word of God. And that's exactly what is going on in this country. We have moved away from religion. And you have these colleges all over the U.S. who are teaching critical race theory, discriminatory values when it comes to uh, your ethics, when it comes to religion, when it comes to race, you name it. They are blamewashing young adults. Look at what's going on right now with the abortion fight. That's still waiting to see if Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. Just the other day, there was a march in Washington, and I, I looked at the pictures of this and was horrified. It's young Americans between the eighteen, uh, excuse me, between the ages of eighteen and probably twenty-five. You have all of these women with fake baby dolls, blood stains in in their crotch region, like like they just had an abortion. Signs up around their necks that says, abortions for all, we are allowed to kill babies. These are the types of things that's being thrown at them in the educational world, in colleges, and in high school as well, and, and, and even in pre-K going up. And this is why you see the fight back going on in the public school systems. This is why you see parents now becoming members on the school board committees and all of them are moving away from the National Board and Institute of Education. I just talked about this here Sunday. But if you have not seen the new quarter, I want everyone to take a look at that. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. America is moving away from the values in which it was, it was founded upon. And they were good values. Did we have an ugly history? Absolutely. I don't know any country or any civilization in the world that doesn't have a past that has some kind of bad corruption to it or immoral injustice that had to be corrected. Or the people rose up and they said, look, this is, this is wrong. We have to change this for the good. 
that's what America is. We, we grew as a nation. We came together as a nation. We've made mistakes as a nation. But we've also learned from our mistakes. And going back through like they're doing now and erasing the historical textbooks of this great nation, you wonder why. You wonder why the new generation that we have here is in trouble. And it is. It's in trouble. Now moving on, I've got some more articles here going to find this next one here that I, I wanted to talk about. Yeah, here it is. It says, uh, fatherless. Yeah, it says, it, says it, it was from Politico. It talks about how America has a fatherless problem. That's the title of it. Fatherless America. And, and you can find this on a lot of outlets. Um, I mean, it, it, here you go. Here's another one right here. This one was on Fox as well and Politico. It says, America's crisis is a lack of fathers. This was their article. They, were, they had this article up for the Father's Day weekend. I, I kept this because I read through it and I was actually kind of amazed. I'm going to read it to you here. It says, as our country commemorates Father's Day this weekend, it said it is important to, that we recognize the millions of children throughout the nation who are growing up without fathers. If you're wondering what that ding is, my wife just walked into the studio. Blue is down here with me, as you can hear the jingle. He decided to make his way down here with me today. <clears throat> Primarily because the AC is down here. Now, getting back to this article, it says data from the United States Census Bureau. It says shows that nearly 18.5 million children grow up without fathers, which has a return led the United States owning, owning the title of the world's leader in fatherlessness. Now, why am I bringing this up? <clears throat> well, here, here's some staggering numbers for you. It says approximately 80% of single parent homes are led by single mothers, therefore leading to nearly 25% of the youth growing up without a father in the home. It says, for example, 85% of children and teens with behavioral disorders comes from fatherless homes. And over 70% of all um, adolescent parents in drug and alcohol treatment centers originate from homes without fathers. That is staggering information right there. And that is from the Census Bureau who is keeping this. Now, why am I bringing this up? Well, again, it goes right back to the topic that I'm talking about. It doesn't even have to be fathers. It could be a home that's there's no mother present. Remember how I've talked about 
that the left has been for the last several years trying to destroy the fabric of the average American family. Now, why do they do this? Well, it's the same thing when it comes to all of the crap that they throw in schools now to indoctrinate your children. It is the same thing when we see the fight and the control on, on poverty. Again, if you were reliant on the government, well, you, you're, you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you. And that's where the Democratic Party, especially the last 10 years, that has, that's where they have been. And that's where they continue to try to mold people and keep them. Again, I go back to what I've said before, an old verbatim that President Ronald Reagan said. He said, if the, the government ever comes knocking at your door and says, we're here to help, you better run. Because they're not here to help you. And it holds very true today, especially with Joe Biden and his blundering administration and what they're doing to this country. But I wanted to share that information with everyone. You know, like I said, you, you look at the way we have got rid of religion. I gave everyone a great example of the new quarter how it's turned away from the words in God we trust. I mean, they have scrapped it everywhere. And you wonder why we have violence. Because again, we have moved away from our moral standings as a nation. There are people out there that are, are trying to fight to keep it alive and well, are trying to raise their children correct or correctly but you wonder why. Look at the statistic I gave everyone here Sunday. They said by, this was again, this was from Homeland Security and the Bureau of Information here in the United States. They said by 2025, at least one person in every family will have someone who's addicted to drugs. That is sad and that is... I'm going to tell you right now, that's disturbing. With all of that crap coming across our southern border, I, I have a feeling that, that that statistic is probably going to be dead on. But I, I had to share that with everybody, with the issues going on here in the United States and why why everyone feels that we have lost our way as a nation. Well, look no further than what's going on. Speaking of losing our way as we're on this topic, I have another article here. This one is from FINA. It was on all the major news networks, most of them. I found this one on Politico. They had it on Fox and Newsmax. It says, title of it, it says, FINA approves gender inclusion policy for transgender swimmers. 
It says FINA, the governing body for the institutional swimming, approved new policies for transgender swimmers, which will go into effect on Monday. It says the gender inclusion policy will only permit swimmers who transitioned before the age of 12 to compete in women's events. FINA members voted a 71% in favor of the new policy. I remember how I've been going on for months now about the attack on women's rights. Well, it's not just women's rights. This is exactly what I'm getting at at the start of my show here. How America has lost its way because of the left. Their communist ways and their agenda in which they're pushing this country. A one-party system. Lawlessness. Open borders. An attack on God and religion. And the indoctrination of your children. To continue with this crazy, crazy plan that they have. I know some people is going, well, Mr. Nash, this kind of sounds like a conspiracy theory. No, I'm giving you actual facts every day that not only am I presented with, I see it every day. I have to hear this from parents every day about the fights that they're having in the school systems and the fights that they're having in the colleges, the fights that they're having with their children, the younger generation that's coming up. The challenges that's being presented to them. When I go to my own church, which is the Marian Nazarene here in Marion, Ohio, you can hear and see the same fights and struggles. You go in on Thursday nights to volunteer with recovery for people who are, are drug addicts or, alcohol, or, 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 or alcoholics. This is all you hear about. What led them to this decision? Why they became an addict? When they started? And 90% of them, 90% of them, it's the same thing I hear. I started this when I was younger. Now getting back to this article here. This is the same issue that I'm addressing. The attack on women. It's the same thing. It's an attack on, again on the American people. And I, I, this article is kind of, FINA kind of makes me sick here. They say you're only permitted as a swimmer, that they're going to accept you as a transitioned swimmer if you, had, if you transitioned before the age of 12 to compete in women's events. Look, I have said this before. You know how people say religion and science don't mesh? They actually do, folks. It actually makes perfect sense. They actually go hand in hand, believe it or not. Science has gone a long way to prove religious aspects and to even disprove. But there is one thing that science and religion both agree on. We have two sexes. Male. Female, 
That's it. You were rather born a male or you were born a female. There's no skirting that code. Rather in the field of science or in the field of religion under God. I believe the Bible said the same thing. God made man and he made woman out of a man's rib. Two sexes, that's it. Now, as I look on, this is what I'm going to tell everybody as I read this article. If you are a woman out there competing in any type of a sport, I don't care if it's swimming, basketball, football, and yes, there are women football teams out there, believe it or not, there's actually a National Women's League as well, if you didn't know that. Hockey, soccer, you name it. I don't care what the sport is. I would be going to these committees who run these sports. And I would be voicing my opinion about how they are destroying not only women's sports, but they are stripping away everything that the women's movement has fought for throughout history of, the, of our nation. I would fight like hell to let my voice be known that they are destroying your rights as a woman. Everything that you have fought for, everything that generations have fought for, is being eroded as we speak. Now, at the end of this article, because I don't want to give everything away, I want people to read these articles. Make your own educated conclusion yourself. But at the end of the article, what I found really funny is they talk about the transitioning of how, you know, if you've been completely changed from a man to a woman, meaning you've had some parts removed. And then they not only talk about that in age, but at the end of it, at the end of this article, they talk about how they could make a transgender sporting event, but the problem would be nobody would show up for it. It wouldn't have enough support. It wouldn't garner enough attention nationally to be worth anything. So they have to accept transgender athletes into female sports, or if they choose a female chooses to go into a male sport, they have to support it. And that's why FINA here for the Swimming League has decided to adopt this policy, because they have to be fair. Which is ironic, because it's not fair. You're taking a genetically fit man, putting him in women's garment, and he's going to compete against females. What do you think is going to happen? You know what's going to happen. So if you're a woman, anywhere, I don't care what state you're in, I would be fighting like hell to let my voice be heard. 
that you're not going to go silently into the night and you're not going to have your rights stripped away from you. Especially if you're in a sporting event. You work damn hard, like any other athlete, to be where you're at. Don't let someone in a desk dictate what you're not going to be able to do and, and, and have an opposite sex be justified in your league. Now, I am 29 minutes into the top of the show here. I have to break for my first commercial timeout for my Think Local First businesses. So stay tuned. Don't you go anywhere. Keep them ears dialed into the show, and I will be right back. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly, and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug-infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks... There is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal 
and land clearing operations. A family-owned and operated business, Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation, and they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www.nineheartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkle's Cookies and Cakeries, folks. Need an outside cleaning? Better call ProSelect! House siding, brick, or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call ProSelect! Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook. Email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, going into the second part of the show. I've got uh, What If here, and it's uh, by Kane Brown, so I'm going to go ahead and get them chined down here, and we're going to get right into the second half of our broadcast show here. Now, when I 
left to go to our first commercial timeout, I was talking about the the lack of moral standing, the way we are, are drifting away from good educational values. We are going against our own moral compass, which is what founded this nation. Uh, we've basically turned away from everything that this country was founded on, which what makes us great. And we were talking about the issues with our youth facing this country right now. Now to add to it, because I didn't get this part in before I had to go to commercial break, I have another article here. This one is from Fox. It's, it's over the military. Our own armed forces, which I, I'm a veteran. I'm, I'm a, I was a proud member of the armed forces for eight long years. I was with the 1174th ADA, Air and Missile Defense. And this breaks my heart to hear these types of things that's going on and what they're doing to our armed forces, just, just not to the Army, to all of the branches. So I got this article here, title, it says, West Point Candidates Taught Critical Race Theory, Including Addressing Whiteness, Doc's Show. You heard it. It says, uh, Fox News Digital exclusively obtained the documents from government watchdog group Judicial Watch, which had to sue the military twice, twice, under the Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA, to get this information, these documents. It says, our military is under attack from within. Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton said in this press release, he said, these documents show racist, anti-American CRT propaganda being used to try to radicalize our rising generation of army leadership at West Point. That's just disturbing. I mean, it, it, it is. Now, going through this article here, it says, Judicial Watch received over 600 pages of documents from two lawsuits that were uh, that they were attained from the Department of Defense, the DOD. It said, this is when they did not comply with the legally binding requests for the documents. They had to levy these documents. It says, the documents reveal that the Army officials in training are receiving lessons on CRT, which includes lessons on addressing whiteness, as well as application of CRT when answering questions. This is in order to understand racial inequality and slavery, it is first necessary to address whiteness. One side reads. Again, these are these documents that were obtained through FOIA. 
It said the slide goes on to claim that whiteness is a location of structural advantage of race privilege is a standpoint or place from which white people look at themselves and the rest of society and refers to a set of cultural practices that are usually unmarked and unnamed. It says here, it says, do you think affirmative action creates an environment for reverse discrimination? One question reads, you CRT to support your answer. Oh my goodness. Here's another one. It says, what is the difference between uh, desegregation versus integration? Another question from the slide titled um, Conundrums of Integration asks, how would you apply a, yeah, how would you apply a tenet of CRT to this idea? It says, additionally, the slides from an army memo claim that the white Americans have primarily benefited from civil rights legislation, that racism is ordinary, and that race is societally constructed, as well as address queer theory and policy in another slide. This is the stuff that they're trying to teach our military at West Point. Here's another one. It says another slide titled By the Numbers includes a graphic titled Modern Day Slavery in the U.S., uh, which claims that black Americans are less likely than whites to receive recommendation or recommended medical screening tests or receive a job promotion while being more likely than white Americans to be murdered incarcerated or live below the poverty line. Now it says here in this article, it says that Fox Digital did reach out to the DOD for comment on these documents that did not receive a response. Well, of course they're not going to receive a response. You sued them twice to get, you, you, you sued the federal government through the FOIA Act. If you don't know what that is, again, it's the Freedom of Information Act to get these documents. When you get them, of course they're not going to answer you. You just basically gave everyone, you just gave everyone a glimpse of what is destroying our own country from within. You have these communist lefties, and that's what the, that's what the left is. I am not going to sugarcoat it. There's a lot of networks out there in the drive-by media who sit there and sugarcoat these words. Look, the left is a communist group. It's communism. That's what it is. There's no, there's no getting around this. Everything that is associated with the liberal left is communism. Does this really surprise anyone that this is the things that are being taught to all branches of the military? And I guarantee it's not just at West Point. 
Folks, these are the type of questions that are being taught in schools here around the U.S. You know, it is, it's being documented all over the place with all of this teaching that CRT or the Lincoln Project, all of these groups that are, 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 are leftist groups that are using this material, it is to destroy and brainwash the youth of America to hate this country. That is what is at stake here. This is why I go on about these articles. Because nine times out of ten, people are very busy in their lives, and I get that. I'm a busy individual myself when I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this show. I, I have my own life. But I think the average American is waking up when they start hearing these things. Exactly what I'm talking about, because they're starting to see it themselves. It's starting to affect family members, their children. And they're wondering where these crazy notions and ideas are coming from. If you have a child, a young adult that's out in college right now, or first time going out to a university, and they're coming home, and you're wondering why their mood has changed, and you're wondering why everything is a fight, look no further. Look no further on the brainwashing that they're receiving. See, this is, this is, the, the, this is the issue right here. This isn't, if you go back 30 years, where you had good teachers becoming professors and actually teaching the criteria that's being taught in school, math. Science, English, and then you get into your main fields of study. We don't have that anymore. And the few teachers and professors that are out there that do teach those specific educational backgrounds and don't allude to their own political fantasies or their own ideological view of things is slim and far between. And I'm, I'm being serious when I say this to everyone. There's going to come a time here in this country, and it's coming really soon, where people are going to have to start making a choice. You're going to have to start doing what is right or what is easy. And that's what it's coming down to. And you would be surprised out there at the people that would sell their souls to see this country eaten from within. Look no further than your liberal democratic party. And I, and I, I have to say this as well. You have some rhino Republicans out there and sheepskin who are right up there with them. Who you throw some money out to them, they will sell out their constituents, they will sell out their state, they will sell their soul 
for the almighty dollar. And the hell with the American public. But I, I just had to share that article with everyone. Um, you know, I'm I'm a veteran. And, and when I read these things, it... I'll be honest with you, it saddens me and at the same time it pisses me off. You know, I'll be honest with everyone. That was one reason why I got out of the military, folks. Times were a-changing, and not for the better. I served under two presidents, George W. Bush and his last two years, and then I watched Barack Obama get ushered in. And you want to talk about a cluster of problems? There were a lot of them, especially in 2010 when we were in Iraq. I'm not even going to get into that. So does it surprise me that our military is becoming woke? No. No, because that's exactly what's sitting in the White House right now. Weakness at its best. Look at the admirals, look at the leadership that they have right now at the very top of all of our military. Look no further than who's in charge. Woke? Liberal? Leadership. So, again, look at, here's another great example of this. Look at Look at when they tried to enforce the COVID shots on everybody and all the armed services. Look of the pouring of cadets and service men and women that refused it. And they're no longer in the service anymore. It's the same thing with what's being taught out here. It's a decay of not only America, but it's a decay of our armed forces. Again, all you got to do is look at the White House. Look in the mirror of what's being portrayed down to our branches of government. Look no further. Now, getting on to... Some other articles here that I have. We're going to flip topics here. And I've, and I apologize. These ones, the next ones are random, but they're needed. I got this next article here from Politico. It came out today, the 23rd of June. And it's a good one. I, 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 when it came out here, oh, it came out this morning. But I had to read this. It says, Politico reports, it says, two Democratic lawmakers told me nobody gives a bleep about January 6th. Now, what they're referring to is the January 6th, as it's been dubbed, insurrection at the Capitol. If you've been watching some of the drive-by media, news networks, MSNBC, CNN, This is all they're talking about. 
Donald Trump did this. Donald Trump knew that. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. He should be in jail. Orange man bad. We, we get it. We hear it all the time. What I found funny about this article is for all of the drive-by media networks that are covering the January 6th hearing, remember how we got told here two weeks ago when it first started? Oh, the news stations just lit up. Everybody was covering it. Anybody who was anybody was tuned in watching it. America was on edge. And the only damn news network that didn't cover it was Fox News. Fox News, and because they're... They love Orange Man. That's that's all we heard. Well, guess what? I hate to tell everybody this, but the ratings for this January 6th committee hearings, they're not making any waves. And that's why you have your own senators within the Democratic Party and lawmakers saying that these, these January 6th committees, this, this hearing ain't worth worth a bleep. But I'm going to read the article here. It says Politico uh, correspondent Betsy Woodruff said Wednesday that two Democratic lawmakers spoke candidly about how the electorate does not care about January 6th. It says during, during a panel discussion on Meet the Press Now, NBC Chuck Todd, anchor Chuck Todd himself, cited a Quinnipiac poll that asked Americans if they thought former President Donald Trump truly believed there was voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election or that he has deliberately spread false information. Here we go. We're back on false information It says 43% say they think Trump believes the claims, while 48% say the former president knowingly promotes falsehoods. It says Todd went on, of course he did, Todd went on to stress the party divide that showed a whopping 86% of Democrats claiming Trump is lying, as 77% of Republicans say he believes voter fraud or voter fraud claims. Now, you also had Chuck Todd say this. He said, which brings me to an all-important question. He said, Betsy, this is the lady from Politico, says, does the January 6th hearings through all of this, this, is there more proof that it does or does not show? Todd asked. This is what she said. She goes, I don't think it does. She says, I have talked to two separate Democratic members of Congress over the last couple weeks about the January 6th. She said, obviously, can't say who. And both of them have said overhandedly, nobody gives a bleep about January 6th when they're talking about the districts and the way the elections played out. Well, there you go. There you go. Now, why am I bringing this up? I'm not trying to give MSNBC or Chuck Todd a leg up. 
I bring this up because it's, again, it's obvious in the article head. The Democratic Party, folks, knows this whole thing with the January 6th capital insurrection or whatever you want to even call it. I don't even call it that. It was a rally. People did their thing. People disobeyed the law. They went into the Capitol. They stormed the Capitol. It's no different. I know I'm going to get pushback on this, but it's no different than the Black Lives Matter protests. Where was the up? Where, where, where was the, the screaming and yelling about that? Why aren't we having hearings about the Black Lives Matter protests or Antifa? You know, I occasionally hear about Proud Boys and Trump. What about Antifa? What about Antifa and Joe Biden? You know, I don't hear any of this. But the Democratic Party is stuck on Donald Trump in this January 6th rally. Now, what is the answer behind that? Well, it's simple. It's easy. Midterm elections, folks. November midterm elections. And the Democratic Party already knows they're in a world of hurt. You have races going on, Senate races going on right now as we speak. There's been several and key states with key seats up for grabs already. And the red wave is already growing. We've already had several seats in different states flipped in the last two weeks. So was the Democratic Party worried? Absolutely. They're worried on two fronts. They're worried that they're definitely going to lose the House. They know that they have slim chances of keeping any type of, a, of an even to hefty margin in the Senate. They know this. And now they also have the issue of distancing themselves from Joe Biden. And now they have a presidency that's going to be up for grabs in 2024. And they're horrified that they may lose that as well. So does it surprise me? Absolutely not. That's just like in the new Quinnipiac poll that came out here yesterday. There were many candidates and the Republican Party that's already starting to throw their hats into the gauntlet showdown for running for president for the Republican Party for 2024. And some of them do not care if Donald Trump throws his hat into the arena or not. The Quinnipiac poll that came out here the other day had Ron DeSantis with a couple of point marginal lead over even Donald Trump. Ted Cruz of Texas has already said he's potentially running in 2024. There's several individuals 
Which leads me to my next topic with this. Then you have Joe Biden who's claiming he's running again for re-election in 2024. I don't see how he's going to muster it. And you even have reports today that came out that VP Giggles Kamala Harris is also considering a run for presidential bid again. Which, by the way, they had a poll on that, and Americans spoke overwhelmingly with what they think if she runs for president, and it wasn't good. She got slaughtered in this new poll. So then you have the Democratic Party themselves, and they're trying to figure out who in the world they're going to throw up to the altar there for a presidential run and nomination. Because I'm going to tell everybody this now. It doesn't matter if the economy would swoop back up again. Nobody is going to vote for Joe Biden again. It's a dead horse. The Democratic Party knows this. And they are distancing themselves from Joe Biden like there's no tomorrow. Look at just today. You have Joe Biden going on about, well, we need to have a holiday gas, uh, you know, a gas non-tax day. He's already floating having a holiday to relieve people at the pump because of the high prices of fuel, which again, Joe, you are responsible for 110%. But you have colleagues in the, in the Democratic Party who are already saying no to that and distancing themselves from anything that has to do with inflation or recovery means from inflation when it comes to Joe Biden and his policies. Good example. When the holiday gas relief plan was, was muttered here today, Nancy Pelosi came out and even said she can't support that. You had if you want to call them this, moderate Democrats even coming out and saying they, they couldn't support it either because they feel it's going to do more damage than good and that it's really not going to do anything which changing the prices on the U.S. consumer. So the Democratic Party is, is going to distance themselves and they're going to continue to do it. And it's going to get worse from Joe Biden. Now, I am about 29 minutes here into the second part of the show. I have to take my last commercial timeout. When I come back, we're going to get in to the, all of the, the, the stagflation, inflation, high prices, supply issues that is facing Joe Biden 
And you're going to get to hear some of the crazy ideas that he's pushing. You're going to get to hear the threats that he is making and his administration is making, not just with the fuel companies, well, now with the transportation department sectors here in the U.S. as well. So stay tuned. We've got a whole mess of topics when I return. My friends, how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repaired? Well, I have a great company here. It is KB, the Gravel Guy LLC. Now they are located in mid-Ohio, in the Ohio area. They are basically a gravel company. They will come in completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well, KB, the gravel guy, can take care of that for you. Now, I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB, the gravel guy, or you can give them a telephone call, area code 419-564-7231, or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB, the gravel guy, for all of your gravel needs. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. Time. A word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones. As antique items are handed down through generation 
to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On The Square Antiques specialize in just that, antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On The Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, granny chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com, or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Looking for innovative and professionalism when it comes to the residential and commercial construction? Well, have I got the company for you folks. America's Pioneer Construction. With over 25 years of building and management experience, Pioneer Construction is the leader in craftsmanship and creativity through construction. Started in 1995 by a master carpenter and craftsman, the company has grown and evolved with the reputation of construction known for trust, knowledge, and integrity. From custom-built homes to renovations, Pioneer provides superior customer service and satisfaction in the areas of general contracting, construction management, design and build, planning, and complete project management through the whole construction process. So if you're looking for a dependable and knowledgeable company to get your dream project off the ground, call Pioneer Construction Company, located in Mount Gilead, Columbus, and the Cincinnati, Ohio areas. Or you can drop them a message at Pioneer Construction, 1975.jb3 at gmail.com or scroll through their website at pioneerconstruction.us for more information. You won't be sorry that you did, folks. When you are in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560-6807. And put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. 
You'll be thankful you did, folks. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs, you want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. In today's juggle between family and work, it's hard to get out of the same old routine and into something new. When you do have time for an adventure or for a vacation, you want to find something that's new and magical for you and the family. May I suggest the Ohio Railway Museum in Worthington. Founded in 1948, the Ohio Railway Museum is one of the oldest railroad museums in America. The museum is designed to educate through a historical exploration of century-old rail evolution. Ohio Railway in Worthington offers a glimpse of railroading past through their exhibits, like static equipment displays of electric traction and steam. They also offer rides with both of their street cars and Pullman passenger cars. For the kids, for example. So come take your family on a visit through a historical journey of locomotion. The Ohio Railway Museum is located at 990 uh, Proprietors Road in Worthington, Ohio. Open Sundays for the 2021 season from noon to 4 p.m. through the end of December, weather permitting. Regular pricing for adults is $9, children $7. Senior citizens and people with military personnel badges and IDs is $8. And as always, children under the age of three are free. You can ride as many times as you'd like on the ticket date as well. For more information, visit their website at www.ohiorailwaymuseum.org or you can go to Facebook or contact the museum directly at 614-885-7345 for more details for their seasonal events. And remember folks, it's a ride on a train of adventure and education. Don't miss out. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Charles Nash, from Political Theater. 
You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business. They are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all natural hand poured soy wax melts. All natural, chemical free, face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions. And tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. And we are back coming into the last segment here of the show. And we're going to get right back into the gist of the news here. Now, when I left off, we were talking about the Democratic Party distancing themselves from Joe Biden and all of his crazy policies trying to fight inflation, the problems with the economy, which they're not doing anything. And, and, and here's a great one right here. I got this article here. It's from Newsmax, and it, and it was a good read. Title of it is, Biden asked Congress to pause gas tax to help lower record pump prices. You heard it. He wants to do away with the federal or state gas taxes. But again, it's his own party. You even have Republicans. You have economic uh, specialists out there saying the same thing. It's not going to fix the problem at the pump. Which again, this is what's so funny about this. Joe, you created this problem. That's what I find amusing about this. You're finding that your numbers have now surpassed that of Jimmy Carter's in the negative range. Well, now we've got to do something about the gas prices. When you created this. 
Now getting to this article here, it says President Joe Biden on Wednesday called on Congress to pass a three-month suspension of the federal gasoline tax to help combat record pump prices and provide temporary relief for American families this summer. Again, there's the key word in this, this summer. It's only for three months. And then gas prices, even if they did come down, are going to soar right back up again. And can I tell you what's going to happen even if they do this? So gas right now is averaging. <clears throat> it's averaging about 509 a gallon. That's what it's here in Ohio right now. So if you take off, if you take off, let's say you, you do a suspension of the 18.4 cents per gallon for the federal tax or the 24.4 cent diesel tax, which again, Joe can say whatever he wants. It requires congressional approval, which is going to make Biden's pitch really hard to even succeed in, it still is not going to do anything to the price. You might see about a 25 cent drop. That's it. <clears throat> that is with the federal gas tax being removed. That's it. So you're going over $5 down, down to maybe 480, 475. That's not going to help middle to low income families who are already struggling. And again, this is the thing. It's for three months, just for the summer. Well, then you're going to get hit with a tidal wave with this in the winter. On top of already soaring, what's going to be energy prices for the winter. And don't even get me started on then when the holidays roll back around. This is a train wreck. And I'm going to tell you right now, this, this whole suspension of the federal gas tax, I'm sorry, but the economists are right on this. It's not going to do anything. You want to lower the prices, Joe? I can tell you how to do it. And it's real simple. Start with creating and approving new contracts for the oil and gas sectors. That's the very first one. Start making it lucrative again in the market for them to start drilling again. Open fracking back up so that we can become energy independent again. Stop with going about talks with the Saudi prince of Saudi Arabia to import oil. That's not going to do anything. Because again, they're going to control the oil and the oil prices being shipped over here. And then it still has to be refined. Next, start up 
the Keystone Pipeline again. Get it created, put the jobs back out there for the American sector, and finish it. Next, you've got most of the pipelines, like in Michigan, at half capacity. Open them up. Open the refineries up, allow them to put flow of oil. And again, you're going to solve the problems then at the pump. And stop hammering with the red tape, with the EPA and all of their crazy, dysfunctional red tape, yellow tape, on all of the energy sectors, again, you need to back those down and do away with them like Donald Trump did. Open the sectors back up, the energy sectors, and again, you make it lucrative, well, we will not have this problem at the pumps. Prices will come down. That seems pretty easy, Joe. I figured that out a long time ago. You shut down all of those key things. And you're still bewildered about how it's the, the gas prices are, are where they're at. You did it. You did it. Your gas tax holiday stop suspension whatever the hell you want to call it is again not going to do a damn bit of good and everyone knows it again this is why his party is distancing themselves from him then you have this here this was from fox it was actually even in the washington post then you have Joe Biden in his blunderous talk. You have him saying things like this. Title of this article, Second Pandemic. Biden alarms Twitter with his cryptic comments. Here we go again. Does it surprise anybody what comes out of his mouth? And you wonder why the economy, not just in the energy sectors, why the economy as a whole is tanking. All of that money for COVID, <laughs> half of it hasn't even been spent. He could apply it towards the economy to get it back up and going. He's not. What do we have? Well, I'm going to read this article. It says, during presidential remarks on COVID-19 vaccines for children under five years old, President Joe Biden alarmed Twitter users when he spoke of government preparing for a second pandemic. Now, before I go on, remember what I have told everybody. I have said this for over a year now. My vote was on some sort of a bird flu. But that would be the next pandemic. Here a couple weeks ago, it was monkeypox. Which, which, by the way, the CDC, <laughs> the CDC is saying they may have to declare a medical emergency. 
seeing how we've only had maybe what a handful of monkey pot cases here in the US, but oh, oh nope, we can't have that. This is this is going to be a global phenomenon. We have to declare a national state of emergency for monkeypox. But now you have Joe Biden. You have Joe Biden now saying they're, they're, the government is preparing for a second possible pandemic. This is a reporter prompt, uh, prompted Biden's head turning remark with a question on what spending the U.S. government is still prepared to do in order to manufacture and distribute more vaccines and maintain an infrastructure necessary to combat COVID-19 as it lingers throughout the country. I'm going to stop right there and just tell you right now, folks, there has been no word except for this article that I've seen in months about COVID. COVID has died out like the flu. It's starting to become irrelevant. So I just had to put that out there. It says last week, the CDC and FDA authorized emergency use of a COVID-19 vaccine for kids as young as six months old. Yeah, Joe Biden on here saying, I know you're looking for more money for Congress for this vaccine campaign to COVID funding going into the fall. Oh, excuse me, this is what the reporter said to Biden. He said, how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children is there? And how many of these na- uh, nation's kids will be available for vac- for vaccination before we need more money from Congress. Biden responded. He said, well, we'll get through at least this year before stating we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. He goes, we need more money to plan for the second pandemic. For the second pandemic. Did you hear that? That wasn't even in the form of a question. He said, we need to prepare for the second pandemic. That's not a play on words. The second pandemic. Well, it just made Twitter. It made the drive-by media. You've got people freaking out about this. Because again, what's what's going on behind closed doors? What? What is the plan? But well, again, I've been saying this, knock on wood there. We have November midterms. We have November midterm elections, folks. I have said this. They're not going to deviate from this planned playbook. They're just not. Never let a bad crisis go to waste. That is the democratic liberal motto. And they're not. I'm telling you, I, I still have I still have hope that it's gonna be bird flu. That that's what I'm betting on. I, I tell you the next thing is gonna be a bird flu. Who knows? Maybe again, maybe maybe it'll be some new New strain of COVID or monkey pox plus or, or whatever. So if you're freaked out about pandemics, well, according to Joe Biden, they're already, they're already planning for the next one. 
Then I have this article here from The Hill. I have to get this one in. We all know Secretary of Transportation, good old Pete Buttigieg. Well, Pete Buttigieg opened his mouth with not only a threat, but he's walking the exact same line that Joe Biden did last week. Remember when I said on Sunday, Joe Biden threatened, and he did, he threatened the oil refinery companies here in the U.S. He said, if you guys don't start making more of a production and doubling your efforts and tripling your efforts, well, you know, I can always make an emergency act. We can just basically take over these refineries and we and the government can do as we need. Well, I want to read everybody this article header here from The Hill. It says, Buddha Judge. It says, U.S. may act against airlines on consumers' behalf. I giggled at this one. You, you, did, you didn't hear wrong. It says, the day after Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg met with airline leaders to quiz them about widespread, widespread flight disruptions, his own flight was canceled, and he would wind up driving from Washington to New York. Pete Buttigieg went on to say, this is happening to a lot of people, and that is exactly why we are playing close attention here to what we can do and get done and how to make sure the airlines are delivering, Buttigieg told the Associated Press in our interview on Saturday. Buttigieg said that he is pushing the airlines to stress test their summer schedules to ensure they operate on all planned flights with employees that they have, and to add customer service workers. Judge also said that enforcement actions may be needed and can result in fines, although they can tend to be small. He also said if they have to, that the government can take measures to force the airlines into staying on scheduled task. Now, why am I giggling at this? It's not because Pete Buttigieg's flight got canceled and he had to drive from Washington to New York. No. This is the same Pete Buttigieg who said, you want relief at the pumps? You buy an electric vehicle. Well, how are you going to pay for this? Well, I, I don't know. But that, that, that's your answer. I don't know how, you, how Americans are supposed to pay for it this time, but that, that's your answer for the pump. That's your energy-saving answer. Okay, so now you have Pete Buttigieg threatening the airlines, which he claims is on the consumer's behalf because they're short on staff, they're short on pilots, they're not staying afloat because of the Fuel prices. Folks, do you know what it costs to fuel an airliner? You would be surprised. And it's quadrupled now with gas and diesel prices being as high as they are. And it also depends on what state the airline is in. So I laugh when Pete Buttigieg is on here 
threatening the airlines, but the federal government or himself may have to step in to make sure that they stay on a scheduled task and that there's no disruptions in flights. Again, you've done this. Mr. Buttigieg, you and your administration and Joe Biden's administration has done this. This is what I find comically funny about this. You created this nightmare. And now you're sitting here bitching about it? And you're making threats to the industry because they're saying, hey, we can't keep employees. We can't keep afloat. We can't afford the prices. We're having to cut some of the travels to certain states. And you got people who are going, no, that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. You, you played a game of chess, Mr. Buttigieg, with, when it comes to gas and fuel. You and your president, Joe Biden, you have shut down the energy sector. You have shut it down. You have made it so, so expensive. Nobody can thrive in it. What's your answer for the airliners? Are, are they electric airliners? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh here as I'm talking about that. Do, do, we, have, do we have electric airliners? No, we don't. This is what I'm getting at. You know, if you want to, these same individuals say, well, the green new policy is to make the world cleaner and better. Okay, but if you're going to do that, do your damned homework. And even more before that, do some actual positive pre-planning on key areas that it's going to affect And that you don't have an answer for right now because one of them is the airliners. There isn't an electric airliner. It's not feasibly possible. They're going to have to run on fossil fuels. And you jacking up the price, you you destroying the industry when it comes to the energy sectors, when it comes to fossil fuels. What did you expect was going to happen? The federal government has had to bail out in the last several years the airlines multiple times. And don't you think it's not going to happen again? It's heading that way. I'm telling you, the disaster is already rolling down the runway strip. I just I just had to share that really funny business article from The Hill from Pete Buttigieg. It, it, it never ceases to astonish me the stupidity within Joe Biden's own administration. You want to talk about not knowing what the hell they're doing? This is a great example. Great example. No planning, no nothing. They don't have an answer for anything. 
Then I had to laugh at this one. I had to laugh at this. There's an article here. It's on all the outlets. It's called Going Gangbuster. If you have not heard today, the Supreme Court made a ruling on a um, carry-conceal fight that was going on in New York by a liberal um, mayor. And she is irate because the Supreme Court ruled against New York in favor of the Second Amendment carry right. Put a wrench in this this whole gunfight debate. Supreme Court came out and said people can carry firearms. They can have them concealed. It is part of their constitutional right. You cannot restrict them from owning a firearm. So you got this mayor now. Uh, uh, social media has erupted over this liberal governor and her, her reaction to the, her fiery reaction to the Supreme Court. And she's, she's basically come out and said, she doesn't give a damn what the Supreme Court ruled. This is just one of many things that she has ready down the pipeline and they better hold on. Oh, I've, I've read so many articles about this today and how you had CNN. You had Tubin on CNN. He was melting down, basically saying that gun rights, that, that, that the, the, conservative Supreme Court has just thrown a wrench into the American public safety because we're going to have people walking around now and you're not going to know who's going to own a gun or who has a gun on them. You want to talk about an unsafe America? You want to talk about an unsafe America? Mr. Tubin, I'll tell you the same thing to this liberal mayor. I think I would feel perfectly fine with the fact if, if someone was walking around with a firearm. How many how many criminals are walking around with firearms right now? You don't think average American gun-biting, law-abiding citizens walking around with a firearm isn't going to deter violence? You're nuts. Especially when you have, when your Democratic Party has basically crippled the police departments nationwide with the go defund me. Defund the police. Do you honestly think the Supreme Court was going to sit there and say, yeah, let's, 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 let's make America, let's make families, average day American taxpayers, let's make them defenseless. You're nuts if that's what you thought was going to happen. I'm just laughing at these articles as they pop up. Again, this this is this is the <laughs> this is the left on display. There's another one here. Here's from Newsmax. Fifty House Republicans urge White House to reconsider reported ammo ban. That's the next thing. It was it's happened yesterday. You have Joe Biden, who is not working on the things that he needs to be working on with fixing the problems with this country, with the economy, the supply issues, security, national security at our border, or security in general. Now you got Joe Biden on out here going, well, I think we need to have an ammo ban. And I'm going to write a constitutional order banning certain types of ammunition 
and that he informed Winchester Ammunition that they're considering restricting the manufacturing of commercial sale for legal ammunition produced at the uh, Lake City facility for certain types of guns. Because again, we can't hit the main target that's going on here in this country. And it ain't guns. It's mental health. Or how about this one? This one's even better. How about lack, lack of enforcing the laws that we have already on the books in this country? How about that one, Joe? Or any senator out there like these these Republicans and Democrats making this bipartisan gun bill. How about you flipping, go through there and address the main issues? Mental health, national security, school safety, making schools secure. Again, we can't do that. We have to go, well, we got to attack the firearm. How about you enforce the damn laws already on the books? Because nobody is. You just keep adding all of these constitutional bills and amendments to them. And again, it's not doing a bit of good. In 50 years, folks, it hasn't done a damn bit of good. I was Winchester, I would sue Joe Biden and his administration if they tried to put a halt on any type of ammo. I really would. This last one, I didn't get to this earlier. I was looking for this at the top of the show. I'll close with this one tonight. You had Governor Whitmore of Michigan. She's referring to women now as menstruating people instead of women. You have the governor, the Republican governor who's campaigning against her. They were coming out and just saying, you, just, you can't say woman. Again, folks, this is, this is the Democratic Party on display. Remember, we're the champion for women's rights. No, you're not. You can't even define what a woman is. Now they're menstruating people. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is why I wanted to do the show today about the attack on America, attack on the principles of this country. That's another great example. Now that will close out, excuse me, that will close out tonight's show. Again, I want to thank everybody who tunes in and listens. If you are a new listener, please, Continue to tune into the show. You may learn something. And then again, I'm giving you the information to you to make your own educational assessment with what you want to take from what I give you. Take your own information, apply it, do your own research, come to your own conclusions. That's all I'm getting at. That's why I do this show is to educate and inform. Now, I have talked to everyone here on Sunday. 
I will be going on vacation here at the end of the week. I will not be back for another show until July the 3rd. So the 3rd of July, it's on a Sunday. I will be back. I have a special uh, 4th of July show that I'll be um, hosting. So that's that's when you'll get to hear my lovely voice again again. I'm going on a family vacation here. Uh, we haven't been on one in several years. So I will not be here again. I want to repeat this. I will not be here next week. There will be no show for next week. I will be back on July the 3rd. So, again, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. I would like to thank all of my sponsors. I would like to thank all of my Think Local First businesses. And again, like always, if you are a small, large, up-and-coming business, just getting out the door, maybe you're struggling. Maybe you can't afford to have, you know, a bunch of advertisement. Well, I'm here to help. I do not charge anybody. It is free. I will advertise for your business for free. You can reach me. Telephone number 740-802-7936. Or you can go to my Facebook page. Just look up Charles Nash. You'll see the big political theater poster of me on there. It's red, white, and blue. You cannot miss it. It looks like something out of a Ronald Reagan presidential poster. Or lastly, you can go email me. I check it daily at politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. So again, if you're a business, you want free advertising on my show, send me your information, folks. That's all I ask. So this has been another great episode again. I will see everyone back here for your listening pleasure on July the 3rd. Until then, have a great night, have a great week, and I will see everybody back here for the holiday weekend. Good night, folks. <laughs>